Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. It's Tuesday, October 8th, 2019. And I spent the whole of yesterday watching Chernobyl. Uh, I'm joined in the studio <laughs> by two uh, co-hosts today. So two for the price of one. <laughs> our very first time uh, having, having three guys in the studio. Uh, so I am joined by John Miller. How are you doing, Dan? And Greg Holland. Hi, Dan. You alright? Yeah, all good, all good. Uh, yeah, so as I mentioned, um, I watched the entire series of Chernobyl yesterday, pretty much back to back. You two haven't seen it. I have not, no. No, no, I've, not. no. I've heard really good things about it. I've and watched um, the Chernobyl Diaries. Yeah, what is a that? A really awful film that was about 12 years ago that has got no idea what it, if it's a supernatural film, if it's a zombie <sighs> film, it's a horror film. I don't remember that one. There's a really awful CGI bear in it that makes it worth watching. Okay, but, the Chernobyl um, Diaries. Yeah, it's we'll Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay, we'll have a look at that, definitely. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot. it's HBO. A lot of people have said it's one of the greatest... TV shows ever made it. It won a few awards. I personally really enjoyed it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it up on that pedestal. Okay. Um, Why? There's a lot of well. There's a, cu- a couple of. I, I can't go into too many reasons because if you're planning to watch it, mm. that'll probably give it away. But there's a few sort of what I would deem to be cheap tricks in there. Cheap tricks. Um, in order to, to emotionally connect with the audience. Let's put it that way. Um, okay. People that have seen it might know what I'm talking about, uh, and then also the the obvious one that I've heard a lot of people say about it is that they've all got like Cockney accents and English accents, so they're playing like Russians and Ukrainians. Right. Okay. Um, but there's not a lot of consistency with the accents, and I don't like you know if it was in Russian and subtitled in English, no one would watch it at all. So yeah, true. Having English actors and American actors is is fine, but there's a real like inconsistency across the board with where the accents are from some of them are like cockneys some of them are northerners some of them are geordies um and then the other thing that really put me off and i think this will put off a lot of people is have you seen friday night dinner yes right so you know the dad from friday night <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah he plays like one of the main yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh really i guess kind of bad guys in it but you can't see him as anything other than the dad from yeah, friday yeah. night dinner he's got his shirt off yeah, 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 yeah. He always had his shirt on. Yeah. Well, shit on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely bit of squirrel. Lovely yeah. bit of squirrel. He was in, um, a J- I can't remember what James Bond it is, but he's in one of the James Bonds, and it's a really like tense scene where he's chasing James Bond, or <laughs> James Bond is chasing I can't get Martin out of my head. It's just. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. He's actors. actually in uh, an, a show that I'm watching called The Capture. Oh, is he in The Capture? He, as he's well? in The Capture. Yeah, he wow. is. He is, yeah. So he must have done. He, do you think? I mean, I'm, I, I assume that he was already a pretty big actor before right. Friday, night, Friday dinner. night dinner, anyway. But Paul Ritter, Paul yes. Ritter, yeah, Paul Ritter, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it, it was quite difficult to see beyond that. And there's a few other little actors in there that I know from Peep Show and mm-hmm. and different things. So it's a, a very British cast. It even has uh, Ralph Innocent in it, who plays um, Finchy in. The oh Office. yeah. The big tall guy right. that does the Dachshund and Bear ride, but yeah, he's in it. But he lives locally, not to you know dox him <laughs> on, on, the, on the BTS show. But yeah, he lives in Southfields, and you'll often see him uh, on the district line with his uh, 
two Great Danes he's got. So he's like six foot yeah, five yeah. probably, and he's got a couple of big big dogs as well. But uh, yeah, he's in it. It was cool. Like definitely watch it. And once once you've watched it, we'll have a proper yes. discussion um, about all the points. But um, Greg, you've been busy uh, mm-hmm. attending an event. Uh, yes, special correspondence. Special, for BTF. <laughs> yeah, BTF uh, correspondence. Exactly, and the men's room, my own podcast, which will be back this week. I know I've been saying it for a while, but we are back this week. We've actually scheduled it. Uh, so I was at the KSI Logan Paul UK press conference wow. last night in Limehouse. Uh, what was the? Tell us, tell us all. But what's the venue? So it was uh, Troxy. I right. think it's like a nightclub mm. venue slash type thing. Uh, really nice venue, beautiful, better than the uh, last year's one, which was in I think uh, Bethnal Green Town Hall or something. Yeah. That looked like the roof was falling off. As how come they're getting about. these? Small. You'd think they'd have quite. Where's a usual press conference held? Like so, say let's say Anthony Joshua fighting Klitschko. Where are they holding that press conference? I'm not too sure. You know, I think similar it's, size because Troxy yeah, held three thousand. They don't oh, really. Yeah, that is big, we all actually. fit in. Yeah. You know, we we got there. So it started at five. Doors opened at five. Uh, we got there about four, and we saw the. So we're walking towards it, and we saw the queue, and we saw that it was like a little bit of the. Uh, the sidewalk, the pavement sidewalk, New Yorker all of a sudden. And we were like, oh, okay, this is manageable. And we get closer and we see around the side of the building and it just goes on as far as, far as the eye sees. So we were like, okay, we might not get into this. We need to make sure yeah, we yeah. do. But then we looked up and 3,000. We got in there. We were sort of near the end of the queue, but everyone fit, fit in there really nicely. Yeah. Similar places. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But um, it's definitely an upgrade because there's, there's a lot more money in it now. Mm. You've got Eddie Hearn promoting... Uh, John, I wanted your take as sort of like yeah. a, it's sort of a, <laughs> yeah. you say casual boxing fan. Yes, yes. So I think, because I think with this YouTube event, I can imagine boxing purists being yeah, absolutely they're not happy. triggered by they are not this happy, event. Yeah. So I wanted your take on it because you, obviously you've got KSI and Logan Paul, huge YouTubers in their own right. And then you've got Billy Joe Saunders on the undercard. Yeah. Um, have they even announced the, an opponent for him yet? No, I don't think they have. It just says Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's yeah. only a month away now. Yeah, as we speak, it's a month away. Yeah. But I wanted to know your take on how you think it is for the boxing scene and how, it, how yeah. you've seen. Yeah, I mean, as as you both know, I'm, I kind of follow quite a few boxing channels. And as you say, I've seen kind of both polarising uh, mm-hmm. opinions. But me personally... I think uh, that is a good thing because right. not everyone's going to be anti-Joshua. Uh, it's quite clear um, if you just look at the ticket sales of you know it, most other fighters um, in terms of pay-per-view sales and 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 um, actual gate revenue. Right. Um, so this, if if I was a boxer, I'd be trying to jump onto this because it's like. <laughs> It's not exactly going to be like if you're if the people are only watching it for Logan Paul and KSI, I'd probably say it's a, a lower end of the percentage of people that are going to go, Oh, I'm actually gonna like right. watch Billy Joe Saunders. But I think it's more than there wouldn't, there's more than there would have been if, if they weren't on it, yeah, if that makes sense, definitely. I, so, uh, yeah. yeah, I think if you're Billy Joe Saunders, you have to think, Okay, I need this younger audience coming in, yeah, exactly. my dressing room's not going to be as nice, I don't get paid as much as these, mm. but it's the exposure of people, and as you say, once you've know paid the pay-per-view it doesn't matter if you just watch billy joe saunders fight and then get yeah, exactly it, or if you just wait for the case oh, you pay that 10 pounds yeah. and, and he's chief support anyway isn't he right so people are like, i know that if i get a pay-per-view i'm i don't tend to watch all of them right but you tend to watch that the chief support yeah. um and then 
the kind of main event. Especially yeah. because you're usually tuning in to kind of uh, you want you want to see you want the build up yeah. chief support to be a knockout early, yeah, yeah. early days. Yeah, exactly. Early doors rather, and then mm. uh, that gets the main event on quicker. Yeah, <clears throat> for yeah, sure. exactly. So I think that there will be a lot of eyes on 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 Billy, and and to be fair, he does need it. He's a great he's a great boxer, but for some reason he you know he doesn't. He does, that doesn't turn over into that pay per view sales. So, right, of course. Um, hopefully, you know this this will kind of kind of help him out a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of pro it. I, yeah. I am. Yeah. It definitely brings more eyes to the sport. But I can understand they've got like what I mean. You can't say no training. That they they there'll you know. be a massive drop in class from a yeah. world championship fight on the undercard to then because they're not even no challengers. They are new mm. new to the sport. Just past on a professional yeah, and exactly. only been fighting what two years Logan Paul only had the first fight last year he had three months to train for it so it is a massive drop off in class but I think that as you say it's, it's I think boxing needs it to mm. appeal to younger people and I think it's there's a lot of talk of how bad it is for the boxing scene but I think no one's talking about how good it is for YouTube and the, the yeah, image of YouTube exactly. because you know, you look at YouTubers and you say, okay, wishy-washy, you know, you sit in front of a camera, but I think it takes it to a new level now that mm. you've got Eddie Hearn, because he's, he's not a daft man, he's doing this because no. he knows, he's Eddie his dollar Hearn, Hearn. he knows, yeah. yeah, exactly, no context, Eddie Hearn, yeah. he knows what he's doing, he, he knows that this is the, the way forward, I think, yeah. and um, it'll be a good fight, I think it's a shame that there's no YouTubers on the undercard. Mm. Who would there be? I know Jake. Jake Paul needs to fight Anisong yeah. Gibb, but he keeps ducking it. And so who's, was... who's that guy that he wants? So who's Anisong Gibb? Did you say? Yeah, so he's a UK um, YouTuber, and right. he fought with um, Jay from TGF, bro. You know the YouTubers. Know. They run over cars. They do dares. They're the ones that okay. swallowed the AirPods just oh, to see what right, happened. Okay. Yeah, they. Um, he was in the news for cementing. Uh, yeah. Over his head. Yeah, and, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, the lot of ambulances and firefighters yeah. had to come out and yeah. He fought him and I think it was one of the best fights of the night really. But Jake Paul's not wanting to fight him because, you know, he's saying, Oh, your channel's not big enough, it's not about exposure but I think now that we're looking at more professional fighting, mm. you know, with no head guards, ten ounce gloves, I think it goes beyond channel size and you've got to think, Okay, you've got to think in the mind of boxers now. Yes. Yeah. It's about are you that right weight, are you right you know, yeah. um, but I think it would be a good fight. And Eason Gibb came last night um, and jumped on stage and everyone went, went mental. I don't know if you've seen the press conference. I'm halfway through watching it. Halfway through. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. atmosphere on the stream doesn't give it any justice. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't hear anything going on on stage. Really? Yeah. yeah that, was, that was JJ's crowd, crowd last night. As yeah. soon as Logan started chanting, it was booze, suck your mum. Yeah. Uh, all of these obscenities shouted as soon as KSI started talking everyone was silent everyone was listening to him it was yeah. quite incredible to yeah, be yeah. was there um, were there any Americans there other than like obviously Logan's entourage yeah I mean I don't think was it a completely like was it you know would you say even 5% of the audience were Logan I would say maybe like a 3% 3% maybe <laughs> yeah. I don't know Tough crowd. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you'd make yourself known if you're a Logan Paul fan what's that 60 night? people in an arena if it's 3,000 or is it more yeah about that Say 60 again? people would be yeah. 3% yeah yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, oh yeah. less than that quick math though, quick math though. 90 but, um, actually yeah, yeah no it was incredible Shannon Briggs is a Big, yes, he big, was there. Big man. He's training local yeah. ball now. Um, he's trying to get his license, champ, isn't he? Champ guy. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go, go champ. Let's go, let's go champ. champ yeah. He's trying to get a boxing license. 
He um, still he's been trying for years. Well, yeah, because yeah. him and uh, Vidal Riley, KSI's trainer, are having a bit of beef together. Mm. And Vidal Riley said, if Shannon Briggs can pass a drug test, I'll fight him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that transpires. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I was worried about KSI's chances before the press conference because I think you know you look at Logan Paul. He's taller. He's got more reach. Who won the first fight? It was a draw. It was a draw. It was okay. a draw, yeah. So so KSI fought previously with Joe Weller mm. uh, before that fight, and he's the champion. Yeah. But the Joe Weller fight, it, w- it wasn't a contest, really. Joe Weller just wasn't there on that night. Yeah. Then Logan Paul, of course, he's got this athletic background. He's, yeah. I think, state champion in IHI for wrestling. Um, he fought well. He's a bigger guy. I think that last fight, if it went on another three, uh, 30 seconds, though, I think KSI would have had it. Mm. Because Logan was clinching to save his life in that last round. Yeah. He's a big guy, but those muscles get heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets tired and he's very open. You know, his jabs, he, I think that Logan's got the jab. I think KSI's got the stamina. And I think he's got that that second wind and that mm. extra little bit of push to keep him through. And I think that it will come to the, down to that this next fight. How many rounds is it going to be? Six rounds. Six rounds. No head guards. Yeah, someone's going to go. Knockout. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that, I mean... From a from a fairly neutral point of view, I think that's what the neutral fan wants to see is, is a knockout. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Who it would be, uh, I couldn't call it. You no. think, like you say, if, if, it's, it's, if it's a case that Logan's got more power and uh, how many rounds was the first fight? Six. Six yeah, as well. Yeah, six. But yeah, there's, there'd be more, you'd think it's more likely that Logan would get a knockout or... KSI wins on points. That's the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah, but yeah, no, no headgear. It's ten hours plus. Like that's everything suggests there there could be a knockout, um, and yeah, that would be big. You'd have you like I think whatever happens, you're probably gonna have the third fight. Yeah, it's gonna happen as yeah. well, and uh, a redemption for someone. Yeah, yeah, and money to be yeah. made there. Isn't there? Exactly, Just money to be made. Yeah. The weight limit is uh, ninety kg as well. I think. And uh, Vidal Riley, he expects KSI to be about 89 around that. So they're going to be big on yeah. the night. They're going to be ready for it. I think it's going to come down to, you know, defence and thinking and just strategy, mm. playing around each other's, you know, weaknesses, strengths, tiring each other out. But I think JJ's second wind hopefully will carry him through and, and see. Because yeah. it will be a dark day for the UK if we lose that fight. Yeah. It'll be worse than Brexit day. Yeah, it'll be a very, very dark day. Just quickly, so, um, I must be honest, I didn't know who KSI or Logan Paul were until the fight um, that they had the first time. Yeah. So, I reckon amongst our thousands of listeners, (laughs) <laughs> there might be a few other people that also do not know who they are. Um, so give us a little bit of background as to um, okay. Logan so, Paul and KSI. So Logan Paul essentially started, so throughout high school and all of that, he, he, very athletic background, grew up in Ohio, um, state wrestling champion, and he got his internet popularity through Vine, a bit of a throwback, I'm sure mm. we remember Vine. And then Vine closed down, came onto YouTube, changed his format around and went into the daily vlogging life. Yeah. I think he said that he uploaded every day for about two and a half years. The only time he had to stop, of course, was the suicide forest Japan. scandal, Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Big... Filmed some guy, like, hanging yeah. in the forest. Filmed yeah. a dead body. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So... And what sort of things was he 
uploading before that. Obviously. Just it, just daily vlogging. Just it would be uh, his main audience were children, really. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, so it would be him him doing wacky and wild stuff. He's a Disney. Uh, I think he his brother was it's Jake. Yeah, Jake, Jake works for Disney, yeah. but they're very Disney character esque mm. people. Um, yeah, just like pranks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pranks, yeah, running around on uh, hoverboards and just 20 minute videos just to. It's uh, stupid. Exactly, yeah. yeah, just to make it a bit like day. Jackass. Yeah, kind a little of like bit. that, yeah, yeah. Just like a wacky. Yeah. If you combined maybe Jackass with Geordie Shaw, that okay. sort of thing. I mean, yeah. not so much. I don't think they're the heavy, heavy drinkers or anything, but that sort of like all access, like into someone's life just yeah, yeah. stupid like. he, um, he's, he said that he likes to make 20 minute films for people just because just for children if they've had a really bad day they can just relax and laugh for 20 minutes mm. so that kind of thing KSI is one of the sort of gods of the UK YouTube scene you know he was there from the beginning before mm. YouTube was this industry that it is now yep. before you had partnerships before you had money coming in for any videos yeah. uh, and he would play video games you know from I think he was doing his A-levels he was just doing video games, playing, uh, you know, FIFA. FIFA was a big one that he came mm. from. Call of Duty, everything. He dropped out of college to pursue YouTube. Uh, he's done that for, I think, over 10 years now. Yeah, like years. FIFA was the main mm. one, like, opening yeah. packs and stuff on mm. exactly. the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, building up different things. But, yeah, he's definitely, I think, one of the big FIFA YouTubers yeah. uh, in the beginning. Is he an Arsenal fan? Uh, he is an Arsenal fan. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got my support then. Yeah, he also raps as well. He brought out an album last year. He does quite a few things, and this boxing, uh, he, I think he wants to go professional after this fight. He's, this isn't the end of boxing mm. for him, so it adds an element of it being even more crucial that he starts off in good stead, mm. really. Sweet. Uh, let's then, let's whip round, let's get our, our predictions uh, for the fight. I'll, I'll start... Um, I think Logan's Logan's gonna win it. It's on home home territory, Staples Center. Yeah, Staples Los Center. Los Angeles is like twenty minutes from where he lives. Whereas KSI's obviously got. Well, he's training with everything. Mayweather's in Vegas. Right. Three week. Okay. Next week he travels out. The money team. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm still going with a, a Logan knockout mm. early doors. I'm tempted to go the same. I mean, I've, the power. Yeah. I think with the head guards. I think maybe it could have absorbed a couple of the shots maybe that because he as you say he tired out a bit didn't yeah, he massively but without without the head guards I think if he catches clean on KSI I think yeah I think he's going to go I think he's going to go I, I, I'm going to I'm going to go yeah I'm going to go for a knockout knockout, knockout. yeah okay. why well, I think it will go the six rounds it'll be a rough viewing but I think KSI will get it on points mm. I'm hoping yeah I, you know what it, the thing that is kind of makes it 50-50 is we're think, I think me and you are thinking about it as if they're boxers yeah so you're thinking right. if, it, if if you know if you look at them and they are both professional boxers Logan Paul you'd think that power might count but I can understand what you're saying about the draw because he's not he's not a boxer so right, exactly. will he be able to land yeah. you know you know KSI might see those shots coming a mile away and be able to get, get out yeah. of the way so um it's just whether he'll be able to harness that athletic background to yeah. actually get those shots away and and actually land. So 
yeah, I'm on the fence, but I'll, I will, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm going to stick with my guns. Yeah. We'll find out on uh, the 9th of mm. November, which is just uh, one month and one day away. Uh, let's go back to football now for what's going to be probably the most swift Mount Rushmore uh, that we've done yet. And also the first Mount Rushmore that we've done uh, with, three? with three people. So there's yeah. going to be 12 picks in total. Uh, and this, as we promised last week, is a Mount Rushmore of football managers. Uh, now, John, you're going to start. I am, and It's yeah. going to go Greg, me, oh. and then we snake back uh, until we're complete. Uh, so, yeah, start us off. Right, I'm going to go Frank Reichardt. Frank Reichardt? Yeah. Frank Reichardt. <laughs> it's not even on my list. Uh, it's not on the list. <laughs> Do you know what, right? Um, I think it kind of changed football when he came in with this kind of the 4-4-3 I know the 4 3 I know it was happening kind yeah. of anyway but you know the, the success that you had with Barcelona that other teams similar to now with the whole pressing thing everyone's picking it up um, he had an amazing team he built that team pretty much and then obviously Guardiola came in and obviously took it to another level and I know that if I don't have Guardiola on there one of you two will anyway so um, just going to put Frank Rager Frank Reichard on there because he kind of set the ball rolling and sort of built the foundations okay. for Guardiola, like Guardiola to, to kind of be where he is today. All right, it's a good first bit, uh, Greg. So my first one is Germany manager, Joachim Lowe. Joachim Lowe. Good I shout. think that he's just been, on an international level, it's difficult to you know, keep your job, mm. uh, diff- difficult to make, remain consistent with the lack, that, uh, with lack of times you train with your team and see them. I think that Germany consistently have been a real force to be reckoned with, um, discounting the last World <laughs> Cup, of course. But, you know, you've, you've seen Spain come up and then go back down, Brazil. Yes. Uh, of course, Brazil, the 7-1 defeat was at the oh, hands of, of Germany. So I think that he has been uh, incredible in his consistency and ability to play good football that if ever you see yourself come up against Germany, you're, you're the underdog, I think, and he's maintained that. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I think it, he's done fantastic things there for such a long time. Um, there's a man that may get an honourable mention from me that, that was part of, of his success at the national team level, uh, but I'm not going to mention him just yet. So I've got two picks now. I'm going to have to go with Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Mourinho has done... I think he's won the Champions League with... Uh, Inter. Inter, Porto. Chelsea, Porto. Did he win it with Chelsea? No, that was... Um, so maybe Real Madrid then. There was someone else that took Mateo, over. Mateo, wasn't that? Yeah, it was Mateo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Di Mateo came in and, and won at the end. But but yeah, Mourinho, um, a different type of football to, to maybe what you're saying with, with Rijkaard. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's certainly, he's certainly got to be up there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and he learnt a lot of his trade um, from my second pick, which is going to be Bobby Robson. Yeah. Um, again seen as um, kind of a, a god in, in the, the football managing world um, yeah Bobby Robson uh, worked with Mourinho at Barcelona did, obviously did. Pep Guardiola was around at the same time Luis Enrique was around at the same yeah, time yeah, all players, aren't they? Um, there's a lot of people that, that learn um, from Bobby Robson mm. uh, how to, to manage players and how to set up uh, a team um, and there is there is one other important figure in Barcelona uh, history, but uh, he may be said by someone else, so I won't mention it just yet. So it goes back to you, Greg. Yep. All right, okay. So my second one is uh, Rafa Benitez. Good shout. That's a good shout. With what he did. Underrated. Yeah, massively yeah, underrated. Massive underrated. Um, what he did with Liverpool, and I think more recently the work that he did at Newcastle 
you know, he. I think it's his resilience and his way to, you know, keep going. And is Newcastle last season were a, a, they were they didn't play attractive football, but they were a difficult team to mm. beat. They were a team that you should be winning against. I think that plays into a, the mind game as well. But they were they were hard. They were yeah. difficult to get around, and they did cause some upsets last season. I think it's a terrible loss for Newcastle uh, on their part to have lost him. Uh, but I, I think he's just an incredible manager. And so, of course, stuck with Newcastle when they got relegated, bring mm. them back up and then yeah. have a season like he did. Uh, it's a shame to see him go over to China. Really, yeah, no, that is a loss to the English game. But Rafa Benitez is my second. Nice. Two okay, for you, John. it's me. Okay, I'm going to go predictable here. And I'm going to go for Arsene Wenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the favouritism is real. Um, yeah, no, I mean... Still the only manager to go unbeaten uh, in a Premier League season, 2003-04. I think it's not just that. I think you hear the stories, you watch, you know, the Soccer Saturdays and the... Um, um, soccer, yeah, Soccer Saturdays or like... Years, yeah, and like, or Premier League years or, you know, when um, uh, goals on Sunday when people that played in that team come on and they talk like the Adamses and the Mersons and they talk about how he revolutionised the game. When he came to the English game, people were still like having a steak and a burger before the before a game and, and a pint after and maybe even a pint before um, you know and he came in and he banned chocolate and he'd done all this you hear like stories of Ray Parler like hiding Mars bars on the coach and things like that you know um, and stuff so he changed and then a lot of teams was like well, who is this who's this French guy and then they started copying the way so I think again in a similar way to sort of the guys that we've mentioned before um, revolutionised the game like didn't just have a good team and and just coached that team to success. Now he he made long term, uh, he had a long term impact on the game of football outside of actually playing Absolutely. in terms of the way people trained, um, the way they ate, the way they slept, what they drank. Like he was just on it. Like he was just on on it. And and you know you saw he extended the careers of people like Adams and Merson and and Winterburn and stuff who were like you know kind of you could see that you know they were kind of going steadily declining um and i think because of his methods and what he did and um, i think he deserves a honor, he deserves a mention he deserves a place on that who, who's your next pick um again i'm gonna be predictable and i'm gonna go with sir alex ferguson i've just taken that off one of you two i'm sure um how many trophies did he win 26 or something like that um trophies would have been way more than that i think he won yeah, so he's something like nineteen Premier League titles. I think. There you go. You know, um, it, it kind of when I watch United Actually, and Arsenal, that's probably not correct. Cause no, because it's not been that many years. Yeah, well, yeah. But I know. Yeah, he won a lot. He won a lot. Twenty six, maybe. I think he won about twenty six trophies yeah. in the in the Premier League. I mean, in like, and that includes yeah. like the FA Cup. I think United maybe have not twenty or nineteen in, mm. in total, but I think that includes first division. Yeah, finals. no, of course. Um, I mean, yeah, the, 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 as I was saying, watching that Arsenal and Man United game the other week just kind of made me want to cry, thinking about oh, the, the sort of... The game on Sunday, you know, yeah. on Sunday, it was oh, just mate. horrific yeah. against Newcastle. Thinking about the, you know, the, the era that... It was the era that I actually came into football, sort of uh, 1996, sort of yeah. watching, you know, Cole and York and and obviously the youth boys coming through yeah. Beckham Giggs Skulls but mm. um, May you know all those guys and you know they did the treble what an unbelievable year that was and he was just con- super consistent they were they might have had a 
a blip for Man United would have been third. You know, I remember one season yeah, when yeah. Uh, Mourinho's first season, and they finished third. You know, and Arsenal finished finished second. Mm. Chelsea won, and that was a blip. You know, yeah. you know now, you know you'd be lauded if Brendan Rodgers finishes third of Leicester or Arsenal finishes third. They'd be they'd be lauded. Yeah, um, yeah you know. So I think you know they were always in the top two. You know, and he let he let Arsenal have a little shine. He let Blackburn have a little shine. You know, uh, let Chelsea have a little shine, but always came back. Always, always came back, and um, yeah, I think United the only team under him to kind of win three in a row. Like so, they won it in ninety uh, nine. Yeah, I think they've won like three and then yeah. sandwiched in between yeah. Arsenal. So yeah. um, I don't think anyone's done that since. Yet. Still tired to go. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, let's have your third pick. Okay, so it's quite controversial among Tottenham fans at the moment, but I am going to stick with my guns and say Pochettino. He's a guaranteed... He's a guaranteed... Team builder, he transforms. Uh, he transforms Southampton, and you know, for the state that we are in at the moment, we are both making faces, <laughs> making me uncomfortable here. <laughs> for the state that we are in at the moment, he has changed Tottenham and the philosophy of Tottenham and the way that we do things to get us to a Champions League final. Yeah, yeah from where he came, can't argue with that. Wouldn't have expected that. Wouldn't have seen it coming to be finished above Arsenal as many times as we have consistently. I'm not sure about that consistently. Anyway, yeah, yeah last couple of years. Couple of years. He, regardless, he has transformed us into a yeah, team that well. we should be thinking. Oh, actually, you know what? We we earn our stake here. We should. We are Champions League uh, players team, mm. uh, and you know, I'm hoping that Levi sticks with him through this. You know, quite unquite crisis. It's five games. Yeah. It happens. And on a tight budget as well, to be fair. Yeah, of course. On you know, um, me and you were Dan were messaging the other day about Levi and his. Um, you know, tight purse strings. So he's done really well and uh, I think that he can do amazing. Um, but I think in terms of transforming teams, he's the one that you would want. That's why Man United probably, you know... Yeah. I think he will be the next year, next Man United manager. Um, they would go for... I'm, I think they probably were going for him when they looked for um, yeah. managers after... I just think but, Daniel Levy will make them pay yeah. uh, to get him. I don't think mm. he's going to... I don't think we're going to see uh, Poch getting sacked or t- contract terminated where they're going to have to pay him out mm. I think he'll want some other club to come and actually buy his contract yeah. out yeah. Uh, in order for that to happen uh, I've got my final two picks now uh, I'm going to go with who I think is the best manager in the Premier League at the moment Pep Guardiola mm-hmm. um, it's uh, I can't believe we've not even set him up to up to this point yeah well we knew someone else would um, we've all been like yeah. skirting around yeah, yeah, thing yeah. <laughs> And my fourth one uh, is someone who played uh, in the same Argentina squad as uh, Maurizio Pochettino. Simeone. Uh, yeah, Diego yeah. Simeone, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Uh, Athletic. I think he's uh, another great man manager. Yes. Um, he's a bit of a psycho, uh, but he seems to have taken that energy and actually you know, utilised it. Uh, in a managerial sense and obviously there's been other players that have been absolute kind of crazy men on the pitch like Roy Keane um, who've not managed to, to translate yeah. that energy into something that actually makes teams win and makes teams tick so uh, yeah he is my kind of a bit of a rogue pick yeah, at number four definitely but, deserves um, a mention yeah, yeah I think he's yeah. been absolutely amazing at Madrid um, you've got your fourth pick Greg yep so I would go uh, Zidane 
Zizou. Incredible yeah. win rate, I'm just looking at it now, is overall win percentage is 70%, which is quite incredible for a manager. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that he is what Real Madrid need at the moment. They're in a bit of crisis themselves. I think that he's a strong enough character to, you know, get those players out that don't want to be there. And, you know, if you've got the opportunity to play under Zidane, I think that if you want to, and you he'll, he'll get the best out of young players that want to, and he'll do well with them and get them out of this sort of state that they're in. But I don't think they're doing great in the league, or I'm not really caught up. No, no they're, yeah. they're at the top, aren't they? Are they top? Madrid are top. Oh, and then, John, what's your last pick? Uh, my last pick is uh, Carlo Ancelotti. Can't believe you haven't mentioned him either. Um, he's managed Juventus, AC Milan, Chelsea, Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich and Napoli. And he's won everything wherever he goes. So Sweet. He needs nice. to be on there. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, before we get into a few of our honourable mentions, uh, Greg, you need to uh, to shoot off out of the studio. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I'll Thank you for popping you in. Later. Make sure to check out the men's room. We are back this week. It's going to be good fun. Got a lot to Sweet. talk about. Check we'll, that out, guys. We'll link to that on, uh, on our socials. On our <laughs> socials, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, sweet. Uh, honourable mentions then. Um, John, let's get on with these. Uh, I have Raymond Dominic. He was one of my like <laughs> left field choices. Um, obviously part of that famous France yes. meltdown at the World Cup. Was that 2010? I believe so, yeah. 2010. 2010, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got Didier Deschamps, obviously, that took over after that, who's uh, who's not really put a foot wrong. Obviously. No. World champion. Done well. Um, I've got a couple. I've got a couple for you. Go on then. Brendan Rogers. Yeah, they are. Um, I think just an honourable mention in, in, a, in a similar way. He hasn't really... I mean, he won the title in, in, in Scotland, um, but... He is a brilliant manager, and you can see wherever he goes, his teams play really yeah. good football. Um, so he, I think he definitely deserves one. And another one that I want to chuck in there is Roy Hodgson, an absolutely that underrated manager. Shot. He's been yeah, around yeah, yeah. for such a long time. I mean, if you look at the teams he's managed, I think people would be shocked. Um, yeah, he's been. You know, he's been. He was in for, Sweden. Is, yeah, Sweden. Inter yeah. Milan, maybe did he manage? I think Inter? he did manage Inter Milan. Yeah, he managed Inter Milan, Blackburn Rovers. Um, Udinese, Copenhagen, um, obviously did, Fulham, West Brom. He's doing very well with Crystal Palace at the moment as well. He's doing very well. The national team uh, as well. He's he's done it. He's done it all. He's been he's been everywhere. His CV is unreal. Yeah, you've got um, a couple of people that we sort of like hinted towards was the one with Jurgi Lowe were Jurgen Klinsmann so yeah. obviously 2006 Klinsmann was the manager Lowe was like the assistant yes. uh, and then Lowe obviously took over after that and uh, has done great things since uh, with the national team there in Germany we also have Johan Cruyff mm-hmm. um, who you know if you talk about Rijkaard being yeah, the, the one that established the pressing system Cruyff was very much the person that established the passing system, mm. the footballing system that Barcelona use today and that uh, La Messia use uh, and obviously Barcelona B, I think their stadium is the Johan Cruyff Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah a legend. Cruyff is a real kind of yeah. pivotal character, I think, in, yeah. in football. Another one I want to mention, but not because I know anything about them, just because you hear managers talk about them all the time and that is uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Bielsa's class. Yeah, I mean... He's a uh, genius, but yeah. he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you hear about, uh, I mean, Pep just... Spygate. Yeah, you hear about Spygate. But also Pep just, you know, talks to him like he's the best manager I've ever lived. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, when you hear some of the Pep, Pep interviews when they talk about him. So, I mean, he hasn't managed many teams. Um, um, I know him mainly from Marseille. Marseille, yeah. He's Marseille manager. Now he's obviously Leeds manager. Uh, did he manage Sevilla or Bilbao? One of those two, maybe. Um, I think he might have been at Athletic. Bilbao, Bilbao. Yeah, Bilbao, Bilbao. He, he had a, the national he, team as well. He had that great um, Bilbao team with uh, Lorente, uh, Ike Munayin. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yes, I remember. A, you know, they had a, a really, really good yeah. team. Inigo, no, Javi Martinez, the mm. guy that's... Yeah, at, he's um, almost kind of did the radar a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he just ticking over in, uh, in Germany. I think if you seem to go to Bayern, mm. you tend to just drift into the background and mm. you know you can be playing the best football um, but Bayern's not a very you know out there club is it that, no. that gets on TV yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Bielsa he's, he's a legend uh, got Del Bosque Maradona mm-hmm. Van Hal. Maradona uh, <laughs> got players or managers are you crazy <laughs> managers I was to say Alan Shearer <laughs> <laughs> some of these it- Italians obviously you mentioned uh, Ancelotti I've got Fabio Capello Marcello yeah. Lippi um, also, uh, Roberto Mancini. Um, if you're looking at again ones that didn't quite make it, but that still are significant managers in the history of of certain clubs, AVB, Ojeda's yeah. Boas, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, was all, always obviously uh, seemed to be the new Mourinho and didn't really work out for no, him. No, I think no, he no. might be out in China as well. Yeah, uh, now yeah, there. um, there's Jurgen Klopp, who's not even mm-hmm. got a mention, um, who I think is. He's working his way up. Working his way to being one of the top 12 managers ever. Um, Paisley. um, Mm -hmm. You had uh, Sir Alf Ramsey. Yeah, Busby. Matt Busby. Um, There's too many to mention, Dan. There's too many to mention. Yeah, but... There's a lot. There is a load. Yeah. Uh, So, let's talk quickly uh, about boxing. Yes, because they've just been... my, My phone just gave me... A notification of some breaking news, um, which probably won't be breaking by the time this goes out. But uh, Derek Chisora was due to fight um, uh, Parker. Uh, yeah, Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker. Yeah, the name escapes me there. But he was bitten by a spider um, just over a week ago, so he pulled out. Um, he was like, yeah, I don't know if it was one of them Black Widows or something. I don't know. Right. But he's he is out. He can't train. He's in bed. And they've just announced on Sky on my phone that David Price will be stepping in. So, um, a little pricey there. He lost his last out in. Right. The price is right for pricey. Yeah, his last out in uh, was when he beat uh, David Allen, who was um, one of my sort of favourite boxing characters. Um, so yeah, he's he's doing well since he got sparked up by Povetkin. He's he's done alright he's on a bit of a roll yeah, yeah. Um, so that should be interesting because I believe they're friends they've been friends for a while um, um, so that how would, how would you feel like if you had to fight like one of your friends one of your like, mates one of your mates like could you do it Dan punching one of your mates in, in the face yeah I guess it's the ultimate kind of um, sign that that boxing you know it is a sport and it's not it's not about aggression and, and mm. there's no ill feeling in, in the, you know fighting your opponent um, but then they'll have to still do all of the build-up yeah. stuff. I think that's probably where it's more difficult. Yeah, yeah. So much really of, animosity, which so sells. So much of boxing promotion, yeah, is, mm. is based around kind of uh, yeah animosity, like you say. Um, Tyson Fury was he on yeah. WWE this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made an appearance on WWE. I think it suits him. I think. Um, Do you think there's a career there. I, I think so because I think um, 
you know, this is a matter of opinion, but I think that he is a, a lost way to happen. He he hasn't knocked anyone out in a in a long, long time. I mean, yeah, people have retired. You know, your your nightclub promoters and your cab drivers. You know, he can retire those. You know, Fresco, Francesco Pianettas of the world. But you know, he should really be, you know, knocking out your um, Otto Wallins and stuff. Yeah. And, and I think. You know, sooner or later, your Daniel Dubois, your Joe Joyce's, your AJ's, you know, I think your, your Furies, you nearly, I mean, your Wilders, you nearly got the job done. I think w- there's Someone not too much else for him to go in terms plan. of making money. Like, he's going to run out of Otto Wallins and Tom Schwartz in terms of yeah. making a career for himself. I'm not talking about whether he's the best boxer or not the best boxer, you know, that's a matter of opinion. But in terms of, in terms of where is he going to go, if he's not going to take those fights, which I think he does probably lose because he's not going to not, Daniel Dubois out he's just not he hasn't got enough power um, so it, I think it could be good for him I reckon he's got he's got a deal with ESPN I don't know how many fights he's got left on there maybe two which will probably end in the Fury in the Wilder fight and I think after that I think if I was Fury I'd go straight to WWE and uh, start coining in mate start coining in he's got he's a great character you know he's you know he's perfect for it he's absolutely perfect for it um Sort of thing, and that's that's kind of what he's about, you know. When he, that's how he got in Klitschko's head when he when he, when he when he fought Klitschko, you know, that running around in the Batman outfit <laughs> on and at a press conference, Just like you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he'd be absolutely perfect for it. Um, and uh, the only other little bit of news for the boxing purists: um, Alexander Usyk is still yet to make his heavyweight debut. Um, as you know, he unified the cruiserweight division. Um, probably going to go down in history as the best cruiserweight that ever lived when, um, when he beat uh, Tony Bellew. But um, every time he has a heavyweight fight lined up to make his debut, um, there seems to be a problem. Um, I think Carlos Takam got injured. Um, the last time, I can't remember what happened the other time, but this time uh, I've just seen on on the news that his opponent has failed a doping test. Um, he was going to be a Spong. I'm not entirely sure of the first name. Someone Spong. Um, <laughs> failed, uh, failed, Tyrone Spong spelled a, spelled a drugs test. Um, so I don't know whether that fight's going to happen, whether it's not, we'll have to wait and see. But I think a lot of the boxing sort of sort of purists and fans are really looking forward to seeing Alexander Usyk um, kind of make his heavyweight debut and see how he can fare against the big names as aforementioned. So uh, yeah, that's that's probably about it um, for me from boxing. Um, nice. But yeah, can't wait for the uh, KSI Logan Paul stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward really to that. I actually. think it's, um, like I say, it's, it's new. There'll be a lot of new fans anyway that are not even boxing fans. So there's boxing casuals I don't really know what's above a boxing casual. Someone that who's seri- who's more serious than a someone that fights a little bit on the side, maybe or an ex pro or something. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, you got you got boxing. Let's say boxing fans. You got YouTube fans, and then you've got you know that bit in the middle yeah. as well with people that are just generally interested in in a big event. I'd say hope, casual still. I just hope that it doesn't flop. That it's not. You know, there's not some. Do the, you know what the worst thing for the whole fight would be if someone does train too hard and picks up big injury, mm. and then they can't even actually basically yeah, turn up, would... and they can't even fight, so it gets called off, yeah. or they bring in some other guy last minute and and say, you know, oh, troops from my uh, FTV, <laughs> Ryan Gosling is going to fight instead yeah. of uh, Logan Paul or something like that. Um, yeah, or one of the guys, one of the from guys from Arsenal fan, fan TV, or Tim Lovejoy or something yeah. like. Um, 
yeah, that that would be that's probably the biggest disaster. Is can can these guys, you know, properly prepare and guarantee to sort of deliver themselves to a fight in in top condition? And I'm sure they will. Um, they got coaches around them. They got conditioning mm. coaches. They got boxing coaches. Um, you yeah, know, I'm sure they got corners behind them that that can get them to the fight in pristine condition. But yeah, I there's think nothing worse. Like I think David, like you mentioned David Hay earlier, David Hay with that toe injury was one of the biggest disappointments mm. in at least in boxing that I've ever watched to see someone just turn up to a thing to collect a paycheck that kind of mm. couldn't even compete. Yeah, um, and that that's disappointing, and that will really put people off boxing as a sport if if they don't get this event right. So there's pressure on it in mm. that sense. Yeah, no, no one wants to make excuses. Um, no. I, I, yeah, hopefully, yeah, they don't train too hard and they and they get in there. But I think it's I think it'll be good. Um, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be sell out. You know, in terms of Staples Center. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, so. Do you know Staples Center is the only arena um, that has three major teams playing in it like well, at the teams. same time so the LA Lakers mm-hmm. the LA Clippers and the LA Kings so two basketball teams one hockey team wow um, and obviously all three teams have different arena setups obviously our hockey team's going to have yeah. a hockey rink in there yeah, 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 um, but the way that the there's different capacities for the Lakers and the Clippers due to the way how many seats they want how many how much space in between all yeah. the VIP seats and stuff um, so it's a busy arena it's anyway, a busy arena and this fight is going to be happening yeah. during the basketball and hockey season as well. So mm. hats off to them for actually fitting it into the schedule yeah. of the uh, of yeah the, yeah, the yeah. Staples Center. I think there have been some fights there recently, you know. Was yeah, it, um, a lot of things. Everything's moving yeah. west in the states. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. Don't see as much the stuff. Paul, in, the Sean Porter's Errol Spence fight might have been there. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't yeah. tell you. Might have been there. But yeah, well, uh, well, that's a good thing. Maybe our fans can go and look up. Yeah, as yeah, we yeah. Are. Ending sense. the show now. You know, they can get their phone out. Yeah. Um, hit stop on the uh, the BTF podcast. Hit subscribe, obviously. At the hit same subscribe. Time. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, give it a good old Google uh, as to what fights have been on at the stable uh, in 2019 uh, John obviously thanks again uh, for hosting this week uh, Greg's not here anymore but we, yeah, he's done we, a offer, we offer our thanks uh, to Greg um, he's here and quit it uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah have a good uh, good week and, yes you too Dan and we'll be back same time same place next week uh, thanks for listening bye bye bye